Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Evidence is all around us, folks. We understand that. Many of us can look and see where God has taken us from. I praise God for that. I praise God for that. I'm going to tell you something, folks. We, uh, we have a long journey ahead of us in this nation, and I certainly hope that each one of us gives God glory for all he's going to do, all he's going to do with his blood and his grace to save people's souls. That's the only thing that's going to change this nation is his blood. And I pray that right now as we go through these, and I, I, I know I understand you said, man, Ryan, there's, there's eight points on here, and I know how long-winded you can get. And I understand this. I understand this. There's a, there's a fine line between a, a long sermon and a hostage situation. Amen? So what, so what I'm going to do, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to preach, and I'm going to try my best not to go rattling so fast. I know for some people it ain't going to matter, but rattling so fast you can't keep up. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's in our hearts to understand that there's evidence all over our lives. If you've been born again, you remember where you were, and you know where you are now, and you know what Jesus has done with you. Praise God for that. There's evidence all over you, and I praise God for every bit of the evidence that's seen in my life. This song was, a, was just, just an inspiration, and certainly the Word of God is. So if you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. We'll be in Luke chapter 5. You remember this story, starting with this verse here, says this, And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there were a great company of publicans. It means Jesus was in the room with the IRS. He had the whole IRS in front of him. So they were there, hey, they, even they can get saved, praise God. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes, of course they did, Pharisees murmured against the disciples, saying, Why do you eat with, and drink with publicans and sinners? You may be seated. Well, story back in the late 1800s, and there was, a, there was a cottage there in a small town, and it caught fire. There were two parents, two children. And in this cottage, it got the, the fire was going so, but there was a few men that were standing around, and as, as one ran up and said, hey, have you ran inside to see if there's anybody inside the cottage? He said, no, 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 I haven't seen, I haven't, I, we haven't gone inside. It's raging too much, and this guy takes off. This man named Andy, he takes off, and he takes off as fast as he can into this, into this cottage. Things are falling all around him. He's able to get one child, and he brings that child out, and he, he sits that one down. He runs back in, and just as he's getting that second child out, the whole, the whole roof collapses in. Wasn't able to get the parents. It was only a couple of weeks later, a couple of weeks later, that the children, the whole town was trying to figure out back then who was, who was going to take the children. There were no parents. No parents to take the children, so, so they were asking, oh, who's going to take this one? And there was one or two that said, hey, we ought, to, we ought to have our chance at raising the kids. All of a sudden, this man walks up and he said, I'd like to have those kids. I'd like to raise them myself. They said, well, who are you? All he did, he says, my name's Andy. And he pulled out his hands, and they were burned from upper, upper arm all the way down to his hands. All the way down to his hands, he said, Here's the evidence that I know exactly what I'm talking about. 
The evidence is I'm the one that ran in and got them. I deserve to raise them, and I'm going to raise them right. Here's the thing, folks. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He ran in and saved us when we needed it most. He say, well, who has the right to redeem me? He came up to the Father, and he said, I have that right. Yeah, I have that right. And then the devil says, what right do you have to that person, that's, that sinner, that sinner? What right do you have that one? Oh, and Jesus says, oh, I do. Just check out my hands. Check out my side. Check out my feet. I've got the evidence of my love for you is in my hands and in my feet and in my side. You see, folks, in the midst of all this, there are a lot of things that changed in us and through us and for us in the midst of this. First thing he did for us is he changed our road. You see, Levi here, we've got to remember now, this is Matthew. Levi's a tax collector, so hear me out on this. They haven't ever been liked. They haven't ever been liked. Here, here's the thing. I was listening to a video the other day. I was talking about these red flags. You know, you, everybody's doing their taxes and such, and I'm trying my best to figure it all out and things. And They talk about the red flags, about what the IRS looks for and a red flag and stuff that may get them to audit you. I found out, this is what I found out. If you have money left in your account, that's a red flag. Amen? That's, that's a red flag. I figured that out. But here in the midst of this, when I, when I, look, at, when I look at this, and, and you're, changing, you're changing the entire road. See, when I hear the testimonies of the people in this church, and they talk about where they were on one road, and that Jesus suddenly brought them to another road, Levi was taking up money uh, for taxes. It wasn't that, it was that bad, but listen, this is what's so bad about it. You know his story. You know his story. He's a Jew taking up taxes for the Romans. He wasn't liked at all. But he was, he was kind of like, he could pat his, he and Zacchaeus had a common goal. Zacchaeus was the same guy. He was a publican. All right, so that common, the thing was, is you could take up your taxes, but you could make you a little extra money. Kind of like Bobby Townsend when he takes up the tithes. He sticks some in his pocket, amen? So, so but, it, but it's like, but, but here's the thing, here's the thing. So, so you could, if you took up the taxes, if you said, no, no, your tax is just a little bit more, they had to pay it, and then you put the little extra in your pocket. Rome didn't care. As long as you took up their taxes, you could take as much as you want. So Levi's sitting there, and he, he's, doing, he's doing this, and he's taking up these taxes from these people. He is probably one of the most hated people. And the Romans don't like him because he's a Jew. The Jews don't like him because he's taking up taxes and, and making himself wealthy on their backs. He doesn't like him at all. He's not liked by anybody. Some of us have been in that situation where we were living lives where nobody liked us. We had a certain group of friends that we hung around and certainly did the publicans and all, but we've been there and, and, and here was the thing. He was on a road to wealth. He was loving it. All of those things, he was loving it. And folks, I'm going to tell you, some of us were on a road to destruction. Oh my goodness. We were on a road to killing ourselves with alcohol and drugs. We were on a road to killing ourselves with, with unforgiveness. That can happen too. With bitterness, resentment, all of these things. All of this stuff can tear us from the inside to the outside. Bitterness and resentment, all of these things. And here's the thing. We were on one road and we began to go to another and he is taking up the very money of his own people and they hate him for it folks i'm gonna tell you something all this spending that's going on in government right now you can see it Chet came to me the other day he said man beef prices he said well, you know we're gonna have japanese this week that was last week we'll have japanese this week he said beef prices had doubled and chickens done this and all these different things folks the next two trillion they send out you can bet it's gonna happen all over again I'm just telling you, it's nice to get that little check in your, in your bank until you realize you're going to pay triple for everything. But I'm going to tell you, these, these, these tax collectors, they were, they were taken and they were hated by everybody. There was a group of, group of preachers. They were on the side of the road, and, they were, and this, this road was very, very busy road, and they had signs. They had signs that said, turn around, stop, 
The end is near. And this guy rolled down his window and said, why don't you go get lost, you religious nut? And he just kept driving. All of a sudden, you heard this crash like nobody's business. All of a sudden, the preacher looked over to the other preacher and said, maybe we should have said the bridge is out. Amen? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, folks. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Here's the thing. So many of us were on a road to destruction. I hear the stories. I know them. I know I was. But you were on a road to destruction. You were on a road to, listen, oh, listen, right, I was, I, was, I, was, I was drinking. I was doing all the craziness. I was doing all those things. And I was this close to just having that lifestyle for the rest of my life. And all of a sudden, I'm just doing my own thing, and the Spirit of God got all over me. You know when that happens? Let me tell you right now. You say, Ryan, I'm thinking of somebody right now that needs to be saved. Well, listen, stop listening to me for a moment and start praying for them. Okay, you start praying for them right now. But I'm going to tell you something. You know what they might be doing? They might be walking around right now, minding their own business. They got out their shark vacuum and they're trying to vacuum up the house, having a good time. Maybe they're getting over a high they had last night. And all of a sudden, they start feeling the Spirit of God, Sammy. And they start saying, I wonder what this is all about. I wonder why all of a sudden I feel like I ought to go to church. That's the dumbest thing I've ever thought about. I, why would I go to well, well, I think I will go to church. I think I'm going to call my buddy. Let me tell you something. The Spirit of God will change your road, folks. And that's the evidence. That's evidence, folks. That's evidence that there ever was evidence that God's in your life and that he's working inside of you. He will change your road of pain to a road of gain. He'll change your road of confusion to a road of compassion. He'll change your road of drunkenness to a road of, of somebody being driven. And he'll change a road of sexual immorality to a, to a road of exceptional purity. So listen, I've already messed up so many times. No, no, listen. Once you've got the righteousness of the Lord, that's all forgotten. Once you take on the righteousness of God, that's all forgotten. You just walk in another path. He says, I've changed that road. I've changed that road. Oh, but listen, Ryan, it's too many people out there. Too many people are on roads of failure. They said, oh, Ryan, I'm trying to keep a, on morality, I'm trying to keep an open mind. And sometimes people's minds are so open, the brains fall out. You got to listen, you got to, what does Jesus say? That road is narrow. That road is narrow that we follow. He says, I'm taking you off that bumpy old beat up road where you were getting torn to pieces. He says, if you have evidence, I'm all over you. And folks, there's some people in this room today. I, I promise you there's some people in this room today who have them all over you right now. For some reason, last night, you were in an argument with somebody you didn't want to be in an argument with. It's all over you. Maybe sometime last night you were, you were mad about something or you did something you ought not have done or this past week or you're trying to battle something. You, you're just trying your best to get through it. Maybe you're trying to find your place in all of this and God's sending his spirits all over you right now. He said, listen, if you're not convicted, if you're not convicted of sin, that means the presence of God is not on you. You don't ever want to be in that situation. The evidence, the evidence that God is with you is that you're convicted. He changed my road. Hey, here's another thing. He changed our names. He changed. I preached a sermon on that. Oh, listen, folks. This right here. This will bless your heart. Levi is sitting there. Here's his name. And Levi, when you go into that name, that is a very biblical and wonderful name, meaning joined. Joined to the Father. But then all of a sudden he comes in. He says, you know what? Levi, follow me. He changes his name to Matthew. He changes Abrams to Abraham. He changes, changes Jacob to Israel. He changes these names and all of this. He says, listen, you're not going to be those things anymore. You're not going to be the addict. You're going to be free. You're not going to be angry. You're going to have peace. He changed, Levi was so rotten. And here's the thing, Levi must have been watching him along the way. Levi must have been watching him because all of a sudden he says, follow me. And let me tell you, following Jesus is not easy. 
All of a sudden, Levi's got to decide something. I got all this money in my hand. I got all this wealth in my hand. I got all this power in my hand. This guy over here with no money, with nowhere to lay his head, with no pillow, with nobody who likes him, he's telling me to follow him. And Levi stands up and says, I'm with you. He said, I'm going to follow you. I'm right here with you. And Jesus later, we don't know the exact time, but suddenly he becomes Matthew. He becomes an author. He, is, he, is, he uses his meticulous mind to, to write one of the Gospels. And here we are in the midst of this. He's changing a name. Folks, many years ago, probably, uh, I say many years ago, it seems like it, but it was, only, it was only about six years ago that this church did an amazing thing. About six years ago, you guys decided what we're going to do is we're going to bring a Vietnam Wall replica to Thomaston. And you guys and some other churches got together and some other donations and things, and I'm going to tell you, it was wonderful. Let me tell you about that wall. You know about it. They bring that wall, they brought that wall to Thomaston. It was a replica. It had every name that was on the regular wall. It had it all. And they stretched it across out there at Matthew's Field. They stretched it across there. And here's what happened. Listen to me. Listen to me. Names are important. There were men who fought in that war. And they come to a wall replica. And they go searching for names. They have a name. All they want to do is rub it. And try to get that name. Even up there. But they did it on the replica too. Just stick on there and try to, try to rub it out with a pencil and paper. Try to rub that name. And, and they look for a name. And then they come down. And I'm just, I'm just throwing a name out there. And they come to a name. And John. John Smith and all of a sudden every memory they had of John, maybe they had grown up together or maybe, maybe they maybe they've been friends for a long time and they joined they joined the army together and they went in together and man they were they were living on cloud nine, they were only 19 years old and, and they went in, they were only, they were only 19 and, and they remember all the fun they used to have and oh man, they used to get in so much trouble and all these things and all these memories of these grown men are all of a sudden weeping as they should, but they're weeping over the memories and that name right there, that name means so much just to look at that name and here's what God did, here's what God did with with, with names. He, he went in and he said, you used to be called a drunk, <laughs> but I call you sober. He said, used to call you addicted to drugs, but I call you, I call you clean. <laughs> they used to say you're dirty, but I call you clean. And they, used to, they used to call you, they used to call you angry, but I call you peace. They used to call you unforgiveness, but I call you forgiveness. You see what he does is he comes in. Those names are so important. They mean so much to us. But he says, and that's why you carry yours so much sometimes. You say, oh, I just carry my past sin. I carry what they used to call me. I carry the loser label. I carry the I can't make it label. I carry the, all these labels, and I can't get past it. Oh, I can't get it. And God says, no, 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 no. I want you to come and look at my wall. I want you to come up and look up your name on my wall. And all of a sudden, you're looking along and this light lights up on your name and it says you're not what you used to be and you start crying praise God you start crying oh praise God in the midst you know what you know what's going to tickle me Sammy what's going, what would tickle me is if we had a chance to look into the book of life if we just got a chance oh I, I know I know my grandmother's there but it sure would be nice to go to that book 
and just to be able to look through and say, oh, check this book out. And, and Mark, I just go to looking through that book, and I just look for those, and all of a sudden I come up to Mary Burke. And you know what? I'd cry. I would. I, she's there. She's there. Praise God. Oh, look here. Changed our names. That's evidence. That's evidence of his goodness all over my life. That's evidence. You're changing our names in the midst of it. What if we could just look? Here, here's one thing. He changed, he changed our load. He changed our, Look here. You say, Ryan, I, I became a Christian and I still got problems. Let me tell you something about it. What did Jesus say? Come to me, he who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It didn't always mean the trouble was going away. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. Hey, my, uh, my granddaughter, Willow, she was here last week, praise God, and I think she got saved. She's five months old. And uh, I think she got, she's just, Paul Paul's preaching was just too much, yeah? But, uh, but no, hey, look, 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 look here, look here. Every month until she turns one, we get her an extra balloon. This time it was five balloons, and here, here's one of them. Last night we took her to eat uh, Japanese. She can't eat Japanese, but we took her. But anyway, so we wanted to see the fire. Oh, this is a great Paul Paul moment. She's going to get to see the fire. Well, we put back her up a little bit, and we're like, oh, she's going to laugh so much. It's going to be so fun. Hey, whoosh, and she, ah, she, I forgot how to raise a five-month-old, all right? But anyway, here's, here's one of the balloons. But listen, listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. He changed my load. It doesn't mean he always takes your load off of you, Dylan. It doesn't mean he always takes, what he does is he lightens the load. I still, see, I still got my problem with me, but I don't notice as much when it's not heavy, Larry. When it's, not, when it's not beating me down, I don't notice it. I'm still there, and he's still working on it. And sometimes I get tangled up in it. I do, but I'm telling you, it, it's not the same thing. He changes my load in the midst of that. But there are people who are so stubborn. They're so stubborn, they won't give those problems to God. He says, I'm all over you. I'm all over you. My evidence is all over you. How I've loved you, how I've taken you through, how I've provided for you, how I've filled your refrigerator, how I've given you food, how I've paid your bills, how I've made sure that you got sleep at night. My evidence is all over to some people who are so stubborn. And speaking of kids, let me, let me just tell you something. Ain't nothing like a big group of y'all trying to go somewhere and there's just some little one that won't put his shoes on. You're trying to get your religion. You just want to kill somebody. But I'm telling you, look, 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 look. there's some people who won't give it to God. They got, a, they got a bad case of the NCDs. No can do. I'm not giving it to God. I refuse to give it to God. I, I've got this problem. I he said, listen, I'll change your load. I'll lift it off of you. I'll help you. I'll get you through. I'll do whatever. Here's another thing, folks. He changed our medicine. It's so funny to me. I, it, it just gives me. How many people in here, I mean, in all honesty, because all of us, probably all of us at some point, have some type of medicine you have to take. Just raise your hand. Some type of medicine you have to take. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. Here, here's the thing. It's so funny. We'll walk into a pharmacy. <laughs> some cat like my son will say, here's your medicine. And you'll say, ha, huh, I got my medicine. And you'll go home, and you pop it in your mouth. And you swallow it. Because somebody said, that's your medicine. Now, granted, listen to, listen to me. Listen. I understand that that's the way we have to work to have a society. I get it. Well, folks, we'll trust the pharmacist before we'll trust the Word of God. 
Hey, listen, listen. I can go to the Word. I'm so sick of listening to politicians and, and all these media folks and all. I'm sick of, I don't care. I'm so sick of them. I just want to go to the Word and be able to say, you know, Lord, no matter what, I know I can take any verse in here. I can plop it in my mouth. I can swallow, and it's going to be, it's going to nourish me and help me. Oh, praise God. He's changed. Look, Levi, in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, he has his name changed in this. He has he, the, the medicine changed. He is all of a sudden following Jesus instead of mammon. He's following Jesus instead of money. He's doing all these things. And here in the midst of it, we will not, in the midst of this, we will not trust him enough to give it all to him. Medicines. Folks, I'm about to go back in time just a little bit to the 80s. Let's go back to the 80s for just a minute. There used to, there was a song, and you guys, you, you young people, maybe you won't know who I'm talking about, but there was a song called, uh, uh, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. And here's, here's, where, here's the way it went. He didn't want a drug that got him high at all. He didn't want all that mess. He didn't want all that mess. Listen, he, he'd go around talking about, I, want, I don't want a drug that makes me feel bad. I don't want a drug that makes me feel all messed up. I don't want a drug that makes me do this. You know what he said? You know what he said, Amy? He said, I want a drug that makes me feel like I feel when I'm with you. That's my wife, by the way. <laughs> he said, one that makes me feel like I feel when I'm with you. Oh, man. And Huey Lewis would sing that song. And, 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 and man, it was just like, I want, I want something to make me feel. But look, I want, here's the thing, folks. I don't need anything the world can offer. When God comes into your life, he says, what's the evidence? What's the evidence he came into my life? Because you start desiring him more than anything else in this world. He is trying to pull you closer to him. He says, oh, please, won't you? He's like, listen, I don't want something that makes me drunk. I don't want something that makes me high. I want something that makes me feel like I feel when I'm with the Lord. And the only thing that will do that is the presence of the Lord. Praise God. That is evidence. In the midst of all of it, praise God. There's one more thing. He changed our family. You see, Levi says, hey, let's go have a party. And the best people invite to your party are the really party animals, the IRS. So he just brings them all there. And so he says, hey, let's all sit around a table. Let's have a good time. But here's the thing. The Sadducees, Pharisees, the religious leaders, they come there and they say this. They say, listen to me carefully, folks. They say, why are you eating with tax collectors and sinners? Folks, here's the thing, and for you youth too. No, you ought not go and do what the sinners do. You ought not go to the places they go if it's sinful. But let me give you a hint. Just like Chet said up there, what did Jesus say? He said, if I'm a physician, I don't need to go to the well. I need to go to the sick. He said, I'm sitting in the midst of these guys right now because I'm trying to tell them, oh, folks, that we would bring the sick to the hospital. Oh, we bring the sick to the He changed. Levi said, Levi said, oh, come on, Jesus. You come tell them about it. That means you invite Jesus to the people you know and the people you love. How many people are you inviting him to? When you leave here, when you go to the restaurant, don't invite Christians who go to other churches. Invite people who need to be in church. Folks, and look at here. He says, he said, look, I'm going to change your family. I want to read something to you. <laughs> Let me read something to you about a particular family. If you think you've got it bad, I'm going to try to read it without my glasses, so you've got it real bad. 
If you think your family has problems, consider the marriage mayhem created when 75-year-old Bill Baker of London recently wed Edna Harvey. She happened to be his granddaughter's husband's mother. That's when the confusion began. According to Baker's granddaughter, Lynn, my mother-in-law is now my step-grandmother. My grandfather is now my stepfather-in-law. My mom is my sister-in-law. And my brother is my nephew. But even crazier is that I'm now married to my uncle and my own children are my cousins. <laughs> hey, straight out of Gainesville, Florida, I promise you. <laughs> or Auburn, Alabama. One or two, I don't know. One or two. Folks, I can, I can, I can see the evidence. He, he changed my family in the midst of all this. A family made up, listen, listen, a, a family made up of former garbage. Listen, I was that garbage. And look, I, God wants to take that garbage and renew it, recycle it, make it something new. Now he's brought me into this family. Folks, this family, where I can, where I can say all of the children are our children. And all, all the, we're all family. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Just last night at a birthday party and all of us going around fist bumping each other and loving on each other and laughing and having a good time. Praise God, that's was about you can tell he said you can tell if you're my disciple by your love for one another by your love for one another praise God look in the midst of this he says I change your family in a heartbeat I'll do whatever it takes to change you up I see the evidence I see the evidence in all God's doing in our lives here's one thing right here remember this he changed our story I can't wait the men's conference when Mitchell gets a chance to tell his testimony. Maybe one day we're going to have a bunch of us. Well, I, I'm hoping this. Chris, Chris tells me and, and the AV team and, and, and Kevin and all them tell me they want to put together some testimony videos. I praise God for that. I, I want to hear what people have to say about where God's taking them. Oh, listen, my story was going in such a different direction. Little boy comes into a pet store. He says this. He says, I want, I want that puppy. They said, no, no, you don't want that puppy. We're about to, we're about to uh, take that to the animal shelter as such and, and, uh, or to the Humane Society and everything. Nobody's going to buy that puppy. He said, no, 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 I want to buy that puppy. Well, that puppy's leg, it can't even walk. Can't even walk. Here's the thing, folks. Little boy said, no, I want that one. How much will you sell it to me for? We'll, we'll, we'll give it to you, but I'm telling you, your parents are going to be mad. You bring this puppy home with a broken leg and messed up leg and it can't walk and all that, and your parents are going to be mad. They're going to be mad at us and we're going to get in trouble. No, 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 I want that puppy, please. I've got $2.50. Let me get the puppy. They said, no, no, it's free. It's free. It's free. He said, you don't see, I, I got braces too. It's back in the day when the kids have braces and he raises, raises uh, his pants up a little bit and the guy knew then, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and get that puppy and give it to this young man because they're just alike. Listen to this, folks. I wonder how many of us have been through the ringer. You ever been through the ringer, brother? I, I wonder how many of us have been through the ringer, Theo. And we need to go to somebody who's been through something just like us and say, hey, man, I made it through. Let me show you something and help you through. I want that. I want to, I want that one to be saved. Oh, you don't understand. That one's damaged goods. That one right there, you're never gonna be able to do anything with. That was a messed up case. You can't do anything. Oh, let me tell you something. God can do something with them. He'll grab hold of them, he'll change them and transform them. And Jesus says, Listen, I walked on this earth. I've been through what they've been through. I want that puppy. I want that one right there. The one that's wounded, the one that's hurt. I want to grab it. And that's what they were saying. Why are you sitting with these publicans and sinners? He says, Because they're the broken puppies. 
They're the broken puppies. They're the ones that we got to get a hold of and love on and bring through. He changed our story from somebody that was going in one direction to somebody that was going another direction. Oh, his fingerprints are all over us. You say, Ryan, yeah, but the devil's after me. Let me promise you something. There is no better idea. There's no better idea than this. If the devil's after you, there's a reason. If he's on your case, there's a reason. And here's the thing, either, either God's drawing you back to him or you are so in tune with God's will that, that God says, oh, listen, uh, you, you, you're going to have to go through some times. You're going to have to go through some trials. And the devil says, well, I don't like that one. They're witnessing. They're talking. They're out there speaking. They're doing all this stuff. And God, oh, listen. And the devil says, I'm going to jump on them. He tries to jump on you. Oh, goodness. And then the angels of the Lord, just like spider monkeys, go after them and tear them up. Folks, I'm telling listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. He changed our story. And the midst of all of it he said you were going to hell and now you're going to heaven he said change the story he changed my want to's Miss Balmer back here it's good to have a lot of back that have been able to get vaccinations and such it's good to have you back I want to tell you a story about Bill Balmer Bill Bill had a finger about as long as this podium. Amen? And Bill, Bill pointed at you. He used to tell us this. He'd say, uh, I had a buddy of mine. <laughs> this is real deep. He said, I had a buddy of mine that would always tell me, you Christians, doing what God says and all that. And he says, at least I get to do what I want to. And Bill Barmer would say this. I do too. I get to do what I want to. God just changed my want to's. <laughs> hey, hey, God just, I still get to do what I want to. God just changed my want to's. Hey, James, here's the thing. I used to want to do some things that were out there that I shouldn't be doing now. All I want to, hey, listen, I look forward to Sundays. I look forward to Wednesdays. I look forward to Monday night prayer. Hey, listen, that didn't make any sense at 18, 20 years old. But I can tell you something right now. God get a hold of me and making me want to, be, listen, he changed my want to's. I want to be, a, that's how I know he's all over me. I see the evidence of his goodness all over my life. He changed my story. He changed my want to's. Here's the, here's the final thing, folks. I promised you I'd let you go before tomorrow, and that's here I'm going to do it. He changed my destiny. He changed my destiny in the midst of all this. Don't fool yourself, folks. My trials you worked through, my faith you strengthened, my life you directed, my faith you fulfilled, my sins you forgave. Oh, on and on and on. You see them. Look, look. Oh, my goodness. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I want you to hear the story. Every town has these people. And I'm ending, I'm ending. Every town has these people. In fact, if our musicians want to come on up, that'd be fine. I, I, I'd appreciate it. But let, let me tell the story. Every time we go into town, there are always those people. And those people are the people that are walking around, some of the men shirtless and they're staggering a little bit, and you see them everywhere you go. You see them everywhere you go. 
They're staggering a little bit. And look, here's the thing, here's the thing. Maybe they're drunk, maybe they're a little, maybe they're high, whatever, or maybe they're mentally ill, but every town has them. Or there's that woman that, the woman that doesn't want anybody to touch them or touch, touch anything she has, or she has a buggy full of stuff, and please don't touch it, and she, she won't talk to you as such. And, and then listen, listen, and they're walking around, and we just drive by, and we just drive by, and, we, and, and I get it, I get it. Time's flying, and we got things, I get it, I understand. But we're just going by, and listen to me, listen to me. But every Every single one of them was a baby like my willow one time. And I wonder how old they were, Ben. I wonder how old they were when somebody told them, get out of my face. I wonder how old they were when a teacher told them, you're hopeless. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what, I wonder when little kid went from laughing like your little one. Smiles every time you look at him. But I wonder when they stopped laughing and started putting their head down. I wonder when they took their first walk on the sidewalk. I wonder what that was like. As they were taking their walk on that sidewalk and suddenly started walking their destiny. Get out of my house, boy. Okay. Suddenly one sidewalk turned into two. <laughs> and two sidewalks turned into three. Four beers turned into six, turned into hard liquor, turned into mental illness. Now he's walking his destiny. Truth is this, folks, let me say it today. Every one of us before Christ was that person. But Jesus came in there and said, sir, let me help you. Ma'am? Why don't you come on in? And suddenly nobody hated me and so much, nobody stung, thought I stunk. Nobody hated me. And I, I was able to walk in as dirty as I was morally, as dirty as I was. And I was able to give it to Jesus. He changed me. He got a hold of me. He changed my road. He changed my destiny, folks. He changed your destiny. If you're born again today, why would you want to keep that to yourself? It's not a secret. Go tell the world. Tell them you don't have to wander the sidewalks anymore. You don't have to bump in the walls anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to do that anymore. God's ready to change your destiny. Friends, in just a moment, we're going to sing. There's somebody right now who's wandering those roads, and I mean morally and spiritually, and maybe even physically, if you know. When we sing, I want you to come to the altar and I want you to pray for them. I want you to have the guts to pray for them. They're hurting, folks. They're hurting. They need you to come. They need you to pray. You say, Ryan, I'm comfortable with that. Okay, then you pray there. But I'm telling you, this altar, there's something about it. You come and you pray for them. You say, God, please take them off those sidewalks. Change their destiny. Show them there's evidence everywhere they look. The trees they see, the wind that blows is evidence of your goodness. Oh, Lord, would you please provide and help them. 
Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you. And thank you, Lord, for all you do, God. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for being who you are. We thank you, Lord, for saving us and keeping us strong. We thank you, Lord, for changing us and helping us. We thank you, Lord, for being there and all the evidence there is that our lives are filled with you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen amen. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.